welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. It's me, Michelle Davey, and it's my co-host. And bestie, it's Crystal Leia. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not saying you're my best friend. Could you I'll get out of here. Yours? Or whatever. You've been saying it. Oh, bestie, bestie. I'm saying it back, showing you some love, and here you are, dumping me on it. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Mish. Well, we're talking Appreciate school, it. and it's just brought me back to all my bad memories of you at school. Oh, seriously? <laughs> seriously? We are talking school, schoolyard games, but not all fun and games, actually. It's been mm. quite an emotional roller coaster so far, recording on our on our school days. Do you know what we need? Mm. A really funky um no like Grange Hill. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's Thomas, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Not Grange Hill, that was Thomas the Tank Engine. What was Grange Hill? I was, gonna, I was about to do the build again. It's not the build. Um, oh, I actually, as you went to do that, I, was, I got done in my uh, head. We, we always go to the build for some reason. Right, yeah. right listen. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it has been though, getting back to the serious stuff, it's been quite an emotional roller coaster um, mm-hmm. of recordings lately. I think this little season of schoolyard season that we're doing is going to be, I think a lot of people are going to relate to it. I think actually it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. Today, Chris, we are going to be speaking to the wonderful Shane Stoneley. Oh, um, one of our regulars. Yes, one of our regulars. He might as well be a co-host, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely on the panel. Shane is coming to speak to us about... So Shane's here to speak to us today about, yes, about going through school, undiagnosed in a mainstream school. Yeah, we love talking to Shane, so let's get Shane on. Come on down, Shane. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. We are super, super excited to welcome back one of our faves, one of our fave guest stars. We have got author Shane Stoneley. Hello, Shane. Hi, guys. You okay? Yeah, we're good, Shane. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us. And we have had, we were just telling Christelle that we put on, as you probably see on our Instagram, that we wanted to speak to people about schooling experiences. So lots of parents get in touch with us about school for their autistic children. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you know, we always, always welcome the autistic community onto our podcast to talk about their experiences because because you guys are the, the people that can tell us. There's no point me and Christelle telling you people how autistic children get on at school because we're not autistic yeah i'm autistic and i also volunteer in, a, in an additional need school too oh brilliant shane so today you're going to come on because a lot of people we talk to talk about you know schooling for their autistic children i mean and christelle's son they're just in the in the moment at the just making decisions whether their child will be moving to a specialist school but shane you went to a mainstream school didn't you yeah, for both primary and secondary, yes. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your schooling experience, Shane. In one word, it was kind of hellish. Hellish? Um, especially in high school. I mean, I mean, of course, I met amazing people there, like Stephen, who's with me now. However, yeah. I've also, I also like met quite a few bullies there and stuff who like to pick on people just for different. Yeah. So. So Stephen's with you now, and he's one of your best friends. You met at school, just like me and Christelle. We were just talking about that, weren't we? That you met at the same sort of age that me and Christelle met. And you you described school as hellish, Shane. That's really upsetting. So how old are you, Shane? Well, I'm 24, 25 in December. 
Oh yeah, we spoke about this before because you've got some sort of hidden, hidden. Uh, you don't have Botox. You've just got some sort of hidden youthful complexion going on there, Shane. You don't look that old share, at all. Share yeah, the yeah, yeah. Share please, the I know it's all natural. There's no plastic surgery at all, right? Now, Shane, when you were started secondary school, what was your knowledge about autism? Now, the thing is, actually, when I started secondary school and all the way through secondary school. I had no idea what autism was. I'd not really heard of it. Yeah, I first found out about it when I was about, I think it was like 2017, I started hearing about it, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. And when people were talking about it, they seemed to think that it'd be mold kind of thing. They thought that it sounded like a lot like me. So they yeah. suggested that I get that I look into it. And as it turned out, a few years later, I was taking out of autism. So, yeah. Oh wow! So I I always thought you you was diagnosed as a child, Shane. So you was actually diagnosed more after you'd left school. Yeah, because my mum and dad did try and get me assessed for autism growing up for something like autism, and because yeah. things, my mum and dad, my mum at least, she did know about autism. So of course, she'd looked into everything and stuff with me having difficulties. She looked looked into it, and when she attempted to get me assessed, and um, the teacher said I couldn't. The, the, assessed, the person who assessed me, I don't know exactly what title they had or anything. They said I couldn't be artistic because I played with a toy teacup. I played with a toy teacup so I couldn't be artistic. He didn't really care about everything else I did in the session. That did tell that, that was signs of autism. So Shane, how did you feel? You know, going into school each and every day, did you feel like he was different? And if so, how did that impact you going to school did you feel misunderstood or did you feel like he didn't fit in the thing is I knew I was different I didn't know how much uh, like I said I always felt in school that like I didn't really like fit in as such at least before I met Stephen and before I um, got became friends with Becky I've always been friends with Becky ever since primary school but like her other friends didn't like me very much um, so sadly, she didn't get the opportunity to play with me as much in family school. That's my other friend, Becky, I'm talking about. thing is, it was, it was a very lonely time at first. And would you say it become more apparent when you moved to secondary school? thing is, when I was into secondary school, of course, things changed a lot. So I started having to mask, I started masking more in, um, in, in, in high school. I started masking a lot more, started like tending to be somebody I wasn't which of course wasn't good. And how does that make you feel Shane? I know we spoke to uh, Casey and uh, a few others didn't we last week or the week before that about masking. How for you what is masking like? Like how can you describe that to to somebody who who isn't autistic? Yeah just to confirm when we're talking about masking here we're talking about like masking and I know you know this of course however I'm just going to remind your viewers but when we're referring to masking in this case, we're not referring to face coverings, we're referring to like an autistic, um, autistics. It's like a, it's almost like an, like an automatic response to try and cover up for like factory difference from others. It's like a survival mechanism, I'd describe it. It's like a survival mechanism to try, to try and help you to fit in somewhere that, uh, in the hopes that they might, um, accept you more and stuff. And Shane, looking back, and with the knowledge you have now about EHCPs and the support that people can get when they're autistic, do you feel like if you had had that help back in school that it would have made a big difference to your life? Of course, yeah. The thing is, you see, when I, when I volunteer at, at the Additional Needs School, I volunteer at. The thing is, I love being there and I've been as a volunteer. However, I do add, 
thing is, I do wish that I had had that, you know, like when I was a kid, because some of the things they do at that school, I feel like I would have like really, um, really improved like my quality of life and also my family's quality of life too. And those I was going to ask me. you that. Would you have rathered, looking back now, now that you're working in in a specialist school, would that have been something that that you would have wanted back now if you oh, could reverse time? Yeah, yeah, the other, the other thing is definitely um, because because masking a lot, because of me having to mask a lot at school, I'd bubble it all up and I'd have like really bad meltdowns when I got home and that had caused my family to get out, which of course wasn't, I, I hated it. Anywhere that could have kind of like elevated like some of our stresses off my family and stuff would have been like a, would have been very welcome. Uh, what difference would you say, how important was it for you to have a friend like Stephen on your journey? The thing is, this is going to sound, I can't believe he's here for me to say this, but the thing is, having Stephen saved my life. One, I can't remember, one time it was in school when I was like feeling really down and you know, the thing that stopped me from doing it was Stephen because he messaged me just as I was about to do it. I never told him, but he messaged me just as I was about to do it. And it kind of helped to remind me that people do want to know me and stuff. I, so I've never told Stephen this, but that's how much he me that's how much he and my friends mean to me. Because yeah. they basically they literally have saved my life. I think this is a good time to bring in Stephen. Hi Stephen. How do you feel um hearing Shane saying that you saved his life? Well it's quite it's quite emotional really. Um, I don't know how to put it into words. <laughs> um but no, like that's um I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is most likely peed off at me because I didn't tell him at the time. Well, you seem like you're a really supportive friend of Shane Stephen. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And and when you was at school, I mean, from from your point of view and your friendship with Shane, what did what did you kind of witness? Like, because obviously you wouldn't have known that Shane was autistic because Shane didn't know he was autistic himself. So at that point, so so what was your kind of general feelings? If you can think back, I'll say think back. You're not that old. I know you're not that old. So <laughs> yeah, he's had a long life already. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd say like um, I mean, at the time, I wasn't aware that Shane was autistic. I'd definitely say like we faced difficulties in school, probably like the education side of it, and like not people paying much attention to care to people. Okay, and now, Stephen, that now obviously you know Shane's autistic and your friendship has gone on many years after you've left school. Uh, what's your sort of views and what and what's your take on sort of autism and how are you there for Shane now? I'd definitely say like since school, um, Shane and my relationship has like grown. Yeah, I'd say like I'm definitely there for Shane when he needs it. And um, he can always message me and I'll always meet up when he needs to or if he has any problems, he's, he's always welcome to come to me. And Well, guys, your friendship, it, it just sounds beautiful. It really does. My, it reminds me of me and Christelle's. It really does. <laughs> You've got that bond. But it's true, though, isn't it? I think those bonds you have from school are so important. They are. And I know a lot everybody has that positive experience from school. And Shane, you said you had, you know, you would have described your schooling as hellish. But one good thing to come out of that was, was your friendship with Stephen. Yeah. The other thing is, as, as hellish as it was, um, I still wouldn't change going there for the world. So obviously, if I hadn't gone there, I wouldn't have met Stephen and I wouldn't have met a couple of other mm. good people I met there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. what I meant by hellish is that the school, obviously I can't name it, but of course, it could just blander otherwise. 
I can't name the school I went there. Basically, a couple of people did kill themselves in that school. Wow. Yeah, because the thing is, the bullying was so bad and the staff wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. It's essentially, the, um, the kid, would you say the kids run the school like bad kids run the school? Yeah. Would you describe it as that? Yeah. yeah. Shane, like- do, you, do you think, though, like, we're looking... 10 years on now, say near enough 10 years on since you left school. And oh as Chris, Chris hey, listen, you. listen, me and Christelle left 20 years ago, right? That's when you start feeling <laughs> old. So when, but me and Christelle, we always say this, and there's those kids in our class and our youth group, but actually when we look back on, and they were the kids that we knew were bullied as well. And, you know, that the other, the other kids sort of bullied. And when we look back now, we can kind of say, do you know what? I think so-and-so was autistic because then there wasn't, awareness was there there wasn't that awareness out there so I'm talking about yeah, the school and teachers like do you think nowadays we would like to hope that teachers have more of an intervention and they're like like oh, do, you know where's, do you know what I mean well, yeah yeah sorry I completely misunderstood that. Um, <laughs> no I wasn't, yeah, didn't um, trust me we weren't giving the bullies a bible with this <laughs> yeah but yeah the thing is the thing is I mean I mean, I mean, first I volunteered at an additional needs school. I did also do another volunteer and I did like a bit of work placement where I went into like mainstream schools and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I actually got to see quite a few um, mainstream primary schools, especially, yeah. I mean, and, and in each of our schools, there was usually like one, one or two kids with like autism or additional needs. Yeah. And they basically were cherished. Those yes. kids in that class was cherished, was being was protected. The other yeah. students would be like very protective over them. Yeah, that's that's act. what I meant. Yeah, because yeah. when obviously like being a teacher myself, did you know I was a teacher? And yeah, um, yeah, Jesus, I, yeah I heard it. Yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> but now I noticed that as soon as I went back to teaching, it, even when I was twenty one, so it was only sort of five years after we left school. I thought, wow, like things have changed massively. Like kids are it's like a real team thing here this kid these children that have you know these children that have additional needs are not singled out they're actually brought in and and protected by the class the class had a real protection sort of thing around these children and and that's something I've always seen now and with my own yeah. son as well <laughs> oh thanks Shane it's been so great speaking to you and Stephen today we can't wait to have you back on again I hope we know you're having lots of fun there is that fair and he decided to come on a podcast still he's an absolute legend aren't you Shane superstar yeah yeah as I say yeah I've just been I've just been at a fair and I basically that's why we that's why I like basically we sat here because it was the only place we could like you know really get a signal well we really appreciate it and if you want to follow Shane then please do we'll put his links up in our bio and as always please please go and follow him thank you so much Shane it's been lovely thank you you, Stephen Stephen. bye (laughs) bye Bye, guys 